Klaus Imping, the CEO of global consulting firm MSE Solutions, shares practical advice on how to achieve greater agility and outside-in patient centricity in your supply chain organization. That's right now on the Agile Supply Chain Podcast. Klaus, welcome to um, another podcast uh, on this thought leadership series at, at Tracelink. Uh, it's certainly a great privilege to have you as a, one of the European potential partners of Tracelink. And I think the thing that I'm looking the most forward to, and that is, you know, we have a lot of supply chain perspectives. And as, uh, as we've just been talking, I think the opportunity to have your product supply experience and your manufacturing experience looking at supply chain is invaluable. A lot of supply chain people, generally speaking, don't necessarily know the depths of manufacturing. So uh, I'm Roddy Martin. I lead digital transformation at Tracelink. Uh, I'd like you to introduce yourself. And as you introduce yourself, perhaps you can start off by, you know, what pops out at you at this technology and vendor agnostic blueprint that we created and you had a part of. I mean, you were one of the the individuals that uh, um, gave us input to creating this agile supply chain creator. So over to you. Thank you very much, uh, Roddy. Thanks for your, for your very kind words and introduction. The pleasure is definitely on my side to, um, to being here and having this, uh, this chat with, with you. I think we both are evangelists of the same directional um, uh, thought leadership that we are trying to push into into the companies and into the market. Um, we are using different words. We have a probably a little bit of a different perspective and I'm touching on, on that one a bit later on. Um, but I, I, I truly think we are striving for, for the same vision. And I think the, the agile supply chain credo is, um, is definitely perfectly summarizing, uh, summarizing this. I'll, I'll comment on this a bit later. Um, probably first of all, a, a brief uh, introduction of myself. My, my name is, uh, is Klaus Imping. I'm representing MSE Solutions as a CEO. We are a German-founded um, boutique consulting company with approximately 100 people across the globe doing operations not only here in Europe, but also in, in US and in, in Asia Pacific. And uh, we we as a company, as well as myself, um, are, are end-to-end ambassadors for, for VCades. We were talking about, about integration from customer to customer when the, the buzzword end-to-end was not yet invented. Um, and, and this is what we define as, as our domain. It's, it's digital supply chain management end-to-end. And we <clears throat> probably have a stronger perspective on the, on the let's say, um, cooperation internal side of the equation um, rather than the transactional side towards a, a, a customer. And these are the two perspectives that I, that I meant before. Um, we, we try to combine process design and, and system integration and data integration under the umbrella of our service portfolio because uh, we know it, these are three important, three essential elements to, at the end of the day, really bring a solution to life. Um, so it goes Above and beyond PowerPoint consulting, um, we walk the talk, we get the hands dirty and we get the job done. And this is also giving us the, the practical experience um, that is also reflected in our, in our thought leadership paper of building the foundation of this, uh, of this thought leadership. Um, we've, we've done end-to-end uh, supply chain integration in various industry verticals, but uh, 
um, especially also in, in with global um, pharma and global um, uh, life science uh, medical device players. Um, integrating their management of complex global supply and production networks. And I think this is a, this is a quite interesting, interesting perspective. I think that, you know, for, for our listeners, class, and, uh, you know, one of the things I've learned, um, having the privilege to work across the big pond with consultants in Europe and consultants in the United States, and it's important to understand that, um, you know, consultants in Europe are really people, process, and technology consultants. In the United States, we tend to see consultants as systems integrators, right? It's We want a consultant to put in our MES or our ERP system. And I think, you know, that's why I was kind of excited to get you onto this, because it's really, really important, especially in the platform work that the credo lays down to think about, you know, agile as being people, process, technology, and leadership in building a resilient supply chain. So patient centric, you may not touch the patient in your consulting work, but everything you do in packaging, everything you do in warehousing ultimately touches the patient unless you want the company to keep 300 days of inventory. Absolutely. So this is what I definitely like in the in the supply chain um, in the agile supply chain creative because the 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 agility that it's focused on is 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 um, a perfect summary of the result um, that um, a well designed um, supply chain should bring. Um, the, the the world outside is not stable. We need a company needs to be um, very agile in 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 uh, in reacting to change, in reacting to risk disruptions, in reacting to um, 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 fluctuating um, uh, market demands and other volatilities, and um, and and driving and striving for agility is at the end of the day what it needs. But um, it's far more than just implementing systems. It's far more than that. It 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 and this is also what we what we always say is the the the, the kind of difference between digitalization and digital transformation. Digital transformation and you cannot you, you can't become agile by just digitizing your processes. You really need to transform your processes. You need to integrate your processes. Um, becoming agile is all about various aspects of integration. Um, it's of course data and system integration, but it's it's also integrating processes and integrating accountabilities. Yeah, and you know the the word agility is a very simple term, right? I mean, if I'm going to go and box, I need to be fit. I need to be agile. If you if the first thing you do is punch me on the nose and I fall on the ground, if I'm resilient, I'm going to get up and fight back. And I, and I think that's the challenge that we've seen in the pandemic, right? Is that uh, companies weren't necessarily agile fit and they're still staggering around trying to recover. Yeah. You know, I've got a lot of people who are in the supply side of the supply chain with PPEs and many of them have worked across many industries and they keep telling me, oh my gosh, healthcare is so behind in terms of the way they manage. Well, it's because they've always had the insurance policy of inventory to be able to bank on, right? So you don't have to be smart in the supply chain if you've got tons of inventory lying around and you can always just resort to using excess inventory. So, I, you know, I think it's a very important perspective. And, and again, 
One of the other uh, points that you and I discussed in some exchanges before this was, you know, Jeff Bezos talks about limiting options mm. in the in the Amazon supply chain. And, and you know, you and I are both engineers. And I can remember when, when I was an engineer designing breweries, I thought I was doing the business a big favor by giving them multiple options to do anything they wanted in any manufacturing plant. And then they said, no, 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 no. No, that we don't want that because that causes massive variability in operation. So that was my answer. And what Bezos and Amazon do is they limit those options because the more you limit those options to best practices you know that work, the more you can manage disruptions quickly. And that, you know, and I think that that is stuff you understand. You know, we, we've been through this model of trying to add in flexibility because we think it's it's convenient yeah yeah many people um kind of mix up agility with the freedom to do everything and anything at any time and this is not the case um agility needs very stable processes agility needs standardized processes um and um, um and to be fair um process standardization to work on integrated um, processes with end-to-end -end visibility and with the ability to interfere with processes end-to-end -end is something that many corporations um, are still lacking of. Um, it's, it's not a matter of course that the internal processes from customer or market demand upstream to raw material and the other way around the production, the supply from raw material down to patient um, um, delivery is an integrated process where all information is available. And there's still a lot of homework to do. Um, and and um, this is one aspect that I, that I also like in, in, in the Agile Supply Chain Credo, which is, which is really emphasizing the, the fact that it's demand-driven because patient-centricity starts with thinking in a demand-driven manner, thinking outside-in and not inside-out. Um, and this is a this is a, a, a very strong message that sits in the supply chain uh, um, agile supply chain credo. Yeah, well, you know, when you think inside out, you can build insurance policies everywhere. I can build insurance policies in every single place that does anything in making up the product, packaging, making product, storing product, shipping product, and then and in the end, I'm going to have you know hundreds of days worth of inventory. Well, if you really understand your supply chain and you want to optimize, and it's going to become obviously increasingly important as we go to cell and gene therapy or smaller patient communities, um, it's increasingly important to get the right amount of product to the right groups of patients at the right time. That may not be millions of people. It may be 100 people, 10,000 people. So cell and gene therapy is going to bring about, you know, I love a comment that you make where you say, you know, I'm, we're prepared to roll up our sleeves and go and understand the process. And the other point you've made in various discussions with me is, you know, we see MES and control towers and ERPs as enabling tools They aren't the solutions. They're part of the solution. And I think that's a, that's a really big part of agility. And that is, they are the sensing tools that we need to be able to watch and to be able to get data from and share data throughout the end-to-end -end supply chain to be able to build a resilient supply chain. And my impression is that's what MSC's focus is. No, absolutely. Absolutely, it is. Um, you, you hit the nail. Um, 
I think, and, and, and you're also indicating um, um, two pitfalls that, that, that many companies um, are, are trapping in. This is, number one, they believe that the implementation of a system, whatever type of system, is, is already the solution. And it's just the enabling layer. Enabling layers are important, but the, the, the question is, what do I, how do I change my process? How do I integrate my, my, my roles and my accountabilities towards a more integrated and faster reacting model using these enabling layers? And the second pitfall is that most companies, many companies think that an ERP system, and this might be indicated already by the name because ERP stands for Enterprise Resource Planning, which is a lie in itself. To be honest, um, they they never none of those none of those ERP providers ever delivered towards this promise that is sitting in the name. Um, but many companies believe that they just have to standardize their ERP and the box is ticked, which is not true. Um, the, the planning of a complex um, um, supply and production network, um, a multi-step, multi-layer, multi-site is far more complex, um, and to be to be able to deliver products in order to become patient-centric, um, making the product available is a is a complex is a complex complex task in complex um, supply and production networks, and this needs sophisticated um, sophisticated support sophisticated decision support. Many companies say, "Hey, but we have implemented SNOP." Yes, but SNOP is a monthly process. If you want to limit your agility to being able to react in a monthly cadence, that might be enough. But this is not agile. Agile, yeah. Exactly. And, you know, so I, I think uh, I did a very interesting uh, um, recorded webinar with uh, the person who led a big biotech company's um, re-engineering around their redeployment of a big ERP system. And, you know, our discussion went like this, you know, it wasn't a bad decision to start off with. But, but as we started off putting more and more instances of this ERP system around the business, and as we bought other companies that came in with their own ERP systems, we found that we had 5, 10, 15 instances of even the same ERPs, but differently configured. Now, here's the reality of this network we're talking about when we talk outside in. You know, an ERP system is very good at point-to-point -point communication. And the only way that it can communicate across multiple businesses, it has to replicate data. So immediately you've got multiple versions of the truth, or you've got one place where many different versions of the truth are stored. Well, now you've suddenly built time into the responsiveness of that whole network. And that mm -hmm. just doesn't work and that's not good enough anymore. So now we want to connect everybody to one network and we want to be able to exchange this data in real time. We want to be able to see events in real time. And if I don't have partners and consultants who can help me find and roll up their sleeves and go and find out where are the 20% of these disruptions that are impacting our downstream service levels and on time and full to patients, then I don't want a partner. I don't want somebody to just help me put in the next big mm. system. So, you know, I think it's a, it's a fascinating discussion and I'm, I'm thrilled to be able to talk to you because, you know, in all my years in the brewing industry, I dealt with a lot of, of German consultants and, and my big respect was 
that, you know, German consultants probably know brewing and employ as many master brewers as you employ in your own brewing company, right? So you laugh because you know exactly what I'm talking about. So as we close off, um, one thing I'd like to leave the, the listeners with is, you know, from your experience, what do you think a really good, insightful stop and a start are and maybe even a continue. I mean, you've been around the block. You've seen companies that do it well, do it badly. What would you share as a CEO level insight of a of a, a German consulting company? Okay. <clears throat> Let me allow me allow me to allow me to flesh out two two stops. <laughs> okay. Two stops and to to differentiate the start a little bit. Um, the stop number one is stop tolerating Excel as an operational planning instrument. As long as there's, there's more than one Excel somewhere applied in your, in your end-to-end planning course of actions, um, you're far, far, far away from agile. And stop um, believing that, that technology buzzwords like um, artificial intelligence and machine learning and, 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 and all those as well as traditional transactional ERP systems are going to deliver agility by itself. They don't. I absolutely love those two points because they yeah. absolutely, in fact, you know, your first comment about Excel spreadsheets. I mean, I've seen companies build almost ERPs with their Excel spreadsheets. So absolutely. Yes, a absolutely. good stop. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, one big drop of water into the glass of wine of those corporations who use, who massively use SAP and they are all about to, to go for, for S4 because they have to, they didn't ask for it, but they have to do. Please don't believe that the conversion to S4 HANA equals digital transform, transformation. It doesn't, it definitely doesn't. Um, so this is, uh, even though I read a lot of AdWords from, from SAP, so do, do as for HANA become agile, uh, what a stupid thing. So there's, there's much more in it, but let's, let's, let's look to the, to the, to the start, um, because it's more, probably more forward oriented. And, and my recommendation on the start is a little bit depending on the maturity level that, that companies have. And. Um, I don't want to, to take the differentiation of the, of the, of the five-level um, um, uh, model uh, of Gartner. I'm, I'm simplifying it a little bit. But referring back to my Excel example, those ones where shutting, the shutting off of Excel would create more disruption than COVID or anything else, um, for those ones, um, the, the start is go for a pragmatic integration approach, data integration, process integration, um, to build the essential foundation for agility. No agility without integration, no process integration without data integration. You need to get end-to-end -end visibility of your data. And this doesn't mean that you get a report once, once a month. You need end-to-end um, -end visibility um, basically um, instantaneously. I think that's a that's a brilliant point to close off on because what you in essence are saying is digitalize your operating model of the business and understand where you are in your capabilities. If you're still running on spreadsheets, Absolutely. you need to understand how all of these spreadsheets yeah. across different functions, how they interact with each other because you can't just go throw them away and replace them with a system exactly. because it will be worse than COVID. I mean, you'll yeah. stop the business. 
but, but there's a growing community of, of, of corporations who already ticked this box, who did their homework in building this foundation. And for those ones, my recommendation is, is to start to breaking the functional silos within supply chain. Because we all, all, always think that, that supply chain is already cross-functional, but it isn't because we, we've got a transportation department and warehouse and distribution and customer service, and there are some supply chainers as well. So these, these silos connecting the dots across the functional silos within supply chain is an important thing in order to get a, a more end-to-end um, -end oriented uh, um, management of, of, of the network. And those ones who are already there, um, I would love to have a chat with in, in for, on a topic that, that I assume to be the big next wave after digital transformation. And this is going towards cognitive process management and cognitive process automation. This is the next big thing. But this is, from, from today's perspective, really for the top notch who really done more than their homework, this is not the average and this is not the magnitude of corporations that are already there to deal with this topic. Fantastic. And, you know, I think those last two points, sharing data uh, across the end-to-end -end supply chain is absolutely fundamental to operating patient back. And the last point you made is also uh, absolutely one of the, the enabling uh, uh, values in the uh, principles in the credo, and that is, you know, systems are there to augment the insights of people. Yep. They are not there to automate people out of the process. Absolutely. So, so thank you very, very much. I, I think this is, uh, class. this has been a, a, a great uh, experience and a privilege to have you talking uh, um, your experience in this. And I think this is just the start. So we look forward to a long relationship and lots more of these discussions going forward in the future. And thank you again That's for the time. Thanks to you. Thanks, Roddy.